Welcome to the Season 1 of Like XR Video Podcast. We are making a show about the extended reality market. Throughout this season, we would turn on the low-key mode and talk with top-notch experts from the juggernauts and well-recognized leaders of their industries, Coca-Cola, Paramount Pictures, HP, Stanford, and Munich Universities, and many others. Take a seat, grab your beer, and enjoy. Hi, and welcome to the LikeXR podcast season one, a podcast about the extended reality market from people who really understand the industry. Our guest today is Sergey Doronchev. Sergey is the AR VR product manager at Schlumberger. Today we're going to talk about Metaverse, and we hope you enjoy it. So hi, Sergey. Uh, thank you for coming. I'm glad to see you on the LikeXR podcast. How are you? Thank you very much for having me, guys. Hi, everyone. Uh, I'm really happy to be part of the show and uh, yeah everything is going great it's a uh, uh, winter break here in uh, in california so everyone is enjoying their days of vacation great great so tell us a bit more about uh, what you're working on these days as a product manager of augmented uh, and virtual reality projects here at schlumberger i worked on uh, various stuff basically everything related to xr and uh, we work on three uh domains i would say yeah for virtual reality we work on creation of uh virtual reality trainings and we're trying to apply vr for uh other collaborative um scenarios yeah like uh conducting vr meetings uh recently we started to use that uh vr uh, vr uh, workrooms uh, uh, developed by meta yeah it's really incredible so actually we have our daily stand-ups meetings in vr now with my team uh we work on development uh, uh, of products for scientific uh, uh, visualizations right so when multiple people across the globe can join the same instance and collaborate together around some specific um, types of data in our case it's uh, mostly geological or geophysics or reserve engineering data you know like really complex stuff um, but the important thing is that in vr you can do it much better and much more efficient comparing to zoom meetings uh, we are heavy on smart glasses and we deploy them worldwide so uh, you know like google glass stuff but we use realware because they have more uh, more um, industrialized i would say right and uh, of course uh, we do some development for mixed reality uh and this is this is really incredible right so there are a bunch of use cases that you can do for mr as well yeah really great and uh, tell us a story how did you come into this industry is this xr metaverse and things of this nature sure um i moved to california uh six years ago it was almost six years. It was the beginning of 2016. And um, at that time, if you remember, it was particularly, uh, I believe, February or January of 2016, when several companies, uh, Facebook back then, HTC Vive and Microsoft released their um, VR or MR headsets, right? HTC Vive had their own, Oculus Rift and uh, Microsoft HoloLens. So everyone here in Silicon Valley were talking about VR and I was lucky to to get one of the headsets here in my possession and I just got completely in love with that, right? Everything what we read about in our childhood or watched movies appeared to be so real 
and uh, it was already there. So I basically, I started to develop some quick prototypes on my own, started to learn Unity just in my free time. And quite quickly, um, we realized that there is a lot of potential for enterprises in that. Yeah, so I came up with a strategy how VRER can be used for enterprises, pitch it internally for our executives, got funding and started my own basically uh, um, pillar at the company. And now we have VRER projects across the globe uh, and several teams are working on that. So I'm sure you heard that the Facebook, oh, sorry, Meta, has announced that they are entering a new era of the company's development where the metaverse will play a crucial role. So what were your first thoughts when you heard about it? I thought finally, you know, finally uh, this industry is moving to another step of evolution, I would say, because um, as I mentioned, I've been working on this since 2016 and especially uh, like 2016, 17, 18, it was a really a very small niche of people who were using it or who were trying to apply it. And uh, now when the company companies as Meta or as Microsoft start investing <clears throat> billions of dollars and they have thousands of people working on this stuff, uh, I'm quite positive that very soon this will become much more adopted than it was in the past. Yeah, so I was very excited to hear those news. Great, great. Uh, but in your opinion, what can we expect from Facebook's metaverse? Um, first of all, I would like to really define the term of metaverse because uh, different people, um, they imply different things by saying that. And it's not like right or wrong answer. It's just I want to clarify what I mean by metaverse, right? For me, metaverse mm -hmm. is not just a one single like 3D world that exists somewhere. For me, better metaverse is more like a concept of how people will interact with the digital information in the future. So instead of looking on this digital stuff uh, on 2D screen, we will become immersed in it. Yeah, so we will be looking on internet from inside, basically. This is what I mean by metaverse. And um, in this context, context uh, it's not really like only Facebook is building that, right? So this can be anything. Many other companies, they, they use this term for a while. Actually, if we go back, right, this term was introduced back in 1992 or somewhere in one of the novels in the books. So, and people who worked in VR, uh, they, they heard it for a while, right? It's not something that Mark Zuckerberg just invented here. Um, so what we can expect from Facebook here or from Meta uh, no one knows, I believe, and even matter by themselves. I'm not sure that they know what they can build. Um, but realistically, like they already introduced several products in uh, in that domain. They have Horizon Workrooms, as I mentioned. They have Horizon Worlds, and they have uh, they just launched it. I believe it calls Horizons Events or something that would allow you to that already allows you to have like conferences or small concerts or, or whatever. I haven't really tried the last one yet, if be honest. Um, so what what we should expect from Facebook, those will be massive multiplayer social experiences in VR. Yeah, I think great ideas. And, uh, you know, I have, I have heard a lot of um, opinions and some people consider that the current metaverse uh, conception is very important and the crucial puzzle uh, of nascent Web 3.0 era and things of that nature. Do you believe that? 
And again, here it's important to understand what we mean by Web 3.0, right? For many people, it's just this decentralized internet. For others, this is much more, right? When you structure information differently. Uh, so definitely metaverse will be part of our lives. And I'm quite sure this will be part of internet in whatever way we will have it, right? So if it's going to be an interface that people use to access uh, the data on the web, of course, this will be a crucial part of it, right? But uh, like whatever we think now, I'm quite sure that in five years, this will be very different from what we're imagining today, right? You know how it happens. You start building stuff and then uh, you just realize that some things, uh, they, doesn't they don't work and others uh, just pops up and you realize that those are the coolest idea you've ever seen, right? Yes. Okay, so uh, many associate the metaverse only with XR, but it's obviously border. So what technologies would drive metaverse development in coming years? Oh, there are lots of them, right? Uh, first of all, XR by itself. The hardware, when it's, uh, if it becomes smaller and when it becomes smaller and easier to use, and we will get more standalone uh, like uh, headsets like Oculus Quest, for example, this will become accessible to more people. And uh, right now, uh, not everyone actually wants to put something on their head, especially during the workday. Secondly, uh, not uh, many people, I would say, they cannot really stay in VR still for a long time. So it's comfortable for most of us to stay there for like an hour or maybe two hours uh, maximum. But then you just uh, you get tired, right? And uh, so any technology related to hardware that will help to make those experiences smoother will benefit towards the creation of the metaverse, right? Secondly, the content. Uh, right now, you really need to have a reason to get in the v in VR, right? Um, so either you do it because, <laughs> as I do, you work on that, you develop stuff, or you're a gamer, or you're just really like... Uh, super early adopter of the technology and you just wow that's so cool i will put this uh, headset on and i will go and play that 15 minute 15 minute experience or something like that uh there are not many triple a quality games yet right um because many many companies they realize okay so that probably vr is coming but not today and it's not definitely a cash cow for them so the the uh, there is still wild west in these terms that people who want to develop really high quality content they are welcome right so and they have really good chances right now uh to build companies around that and run successful products um what else and also social experiences right uh, that um everything related to communication in VR and meetings, because these days I believe uh, the, the biggest VR multiplayer experiences you can have will be like maybe what, like 20 people or, or so in, in the same room. But you know, 30 years ago, we couldn't imagine that you would have thousands of users playing World of Warcraft or something uh, on in, through internet, right? And today you have it and you take it for granted. So I believe um, this will be developing as well. Um, and uh, in a few years, we will get truly massive uh, multiplayer VR experiences. Um, and of course, there are many things that people talk about right now. Um, we talk about virtual economies, right? How people will trade items there. If you spend there more time than 
the your look really will become more and more important for you. And you have startups like DressX, for example, that built a platform which allows you to uh, buy and sell digital cloths, basically, right? Your dresses, your, I don't know, appearances, hats, whatever. Uh, so either you can create similar tools for other things, uh, similar platforms, or you can actually start creating the content. Content creation is another huge topic here because if we want to create really amazing immersive worlds, someone needs to create 3D assets for that. Yeah, and uh, today it's not super easy. So you really need to, I don't know, to get a, to take a class at least, right? In uh, in 3D 3D design to to build something, and um, there are opportunities either to build tools that everyone can use to build whatever whatever they want, or just again become a 3D artist and create uh, stuff by yourself. Yeah, Sergey, you have mentioned that you have to use a lot of XR technologies because it's a big part of your life of your business. But uh, if we are talking about, you know, daily life, common, common use cases, what are the closest to be revealed cases uh, that um, XR technology can substitute? Yeah, for, for not, uh, for, not for the people who are involved in the business, but for, for daily life. For instance, I don't know, uh, FaceTime calls are substituted by AR meetings with our parents and things like that yeah i think here it's important really to uh, separate two types of uh, scenarios and use cases in business related like business i mean not vr development related just enterprises and uh, consumers because enterprises like ours uh, we've been using vr ar for like these five years quite heavily for various use cases i briefly mentioned them Right. So, and, uh, for example, you can use augmented reality when you're trying to fix something. Or oh, I don't know this, um, um, who was that? Was it Ford? They recently announced, I'm not quite sure if it was Ford, to be honest. So one of the car makers here in the United States, they just announced that they are, uh, deploying a couple of thousands of, uh, smart glasses in their dealerships because it actually helps their workers, frontline workers to do their work better. So they have that tiny piece of glass in front of their eye that allows you, first of all, like you mentioned, to do FaceTime calls or whatever calls they call it, or it provides you with standard work instruction, which basically means that uh, you use your voice to see information related to the work you're doing right now. For example, you want to change the wheel and it gives you step-by-step -step guidance how to do that. So for enterprises, there are lots of use cases and people who are involved in that, they kind of... Uh, they, they know about it and they already use it, many companies. Talking about consumers, this is much more interesting um, because um, uh, if we talk about VR, it's definitely gaming and uh, some social experiences, especially now during COVID, which really, really speed up the, this whole remote, uh, remote, I wanted to say again work, but uh, remote social experiences, they are developing really, really fast. You want to meet your friends, uh, you can, I don't know, play VR games together, you can watch movies, you can watch sports events together, whatever, right? So you can create create things uh, together, like 3D art or something. Um, like there are other use cases that I believe will be very, very uh, popular in the nearest future, like AR navigation, 
but uh, they're all AR, you know, street performance things. Imagine that you're a tourist and you're coming to New City and you, you put those smart glasses on your head and uh, you walk through the city and it highlights you all the information you need related to the sightings you want to see. And also you come up with some... Uh, new advertisement experiences, right? You go to the next corner and you see Cristiano Ronaldo on the street who actually uh, does some crazy tricks there. Or you see uh, street dancers there. Or you see, uh, you know, the uh, graffiti on the walls that some people, AR graffiti, that some people draw, but they didn't draw in the real historical <laughs> building, right? Um, However, these augmented reality experiences, they are really, really tied up with the limitation of the hardware today, right? So you don't have the powerful smart glasses that you can, uh, first of all, easily uh, wear like uh, the, those Ray-Ban things uh, on the street. Ray-Ban because they're not augmented reality, right? They just have a camera. And uh, another thing that augmented reality works outdoors much uh, much worse compared to indoors right so you can have very comfortable experience when you're indoors but when you have sunlight um, most of today's uh, devices they don't really allow you uh, to get comfortable augmented reality or mixed reality experience when you're on the sunlight so there are technical hardware issues that needs to be solved to get there yeah, if we are talking about hardware issues as one of the, the biggest obstacle that uh, doesn't allow XR to grow faster in this world, what are other reasons, what are other obstacles that could be demolished and, you know, we can step on the gas with uh, growing this industry and placing new markets, yeah, regarding hardware. Okay, if, yeah. if we're not talking... Because, yeah, you know... Yeah, no. we had an answer from Tom Fiske, yeah, Kirill, the author of the book, and he said the unity of and the one standard of data and, of course, affordable uh, for, for most, the vast majority of the people. Yeah, and yeah, we, we do believe that it could be one of the, you know, it's three reasons that stops the, the growth of the industry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, happy to listen to your thoughts. Yeah, like I, I briefly mentioned it, uh, at the beginning. So today to use VR, you really need to have a reason. So and uh, this means that we uh, as the community needs to provide those reasons to users, right? Developing great content, great social experiences that were not possible in the past. I think this is the key, really. Um, second, uh, second thing uh, probably will be some kind of uh, merge uh, between VR and augmented reality experiences. Or I would even say cross-platform experiences, because today, even if you get into some multiplayer activities in VR, then most likely you will play or communicate with other users from who, who have to have virtual reality devices. And uh, what we found extremely beneficial in enterprise environments that if you allow VR users to join the same, same sessions together with people who don't have VR devices. So the more content will be created like that. Imagine one person plays Battlefield or Counter-Strike uh, by using uh, their desktop and another one uh, is joining the same game uh, with VR device. So this will automatically 
allows will, this will stop limiting this VR community just by, by people who have VR devices. Yes, and um, yeah, I think it's actually like this is evolving. It, it just it takes time. Uh, I don't really see some uh, roadblocks that we kind of need to come up with some crazy ideas how to to move them and how to how to fix uh, those problems. So we will get there. So I think it's uh, it just it needs time. So uh, talking about the metaverse uh, and how do you think how long do you th think um, it can take to create a global seamless virtual world? I think it's already it already exists. You know, <laughs> it's called internet. So uh, realistically, if coming back to the term metaverse, that I implies that uh, it's just an interface. It's just the way how you interact with this data. Those seamless worlds, they, they exist. So I don't think that we will have one single uh, metaverse, uh, 3D world that, that you would join from your VR or mixed reality, whatever devices we will use uh, at that time. So, but... Uh, I would just maybe rephrase that question when we will see massive adoption of this, right? When we will see really that people just uh, use uh, their VR, AR headsets as, uh, as often as they use uh, mobile phones today, I think we will get there realistically like in 10 years or so. So I think that right now we will see a new wave of hype. We already see this hype happening. So we see a new wave of investments in uh, XR industry. So companies will start building more and more products, new devices, new experiences. And we will see results of that within the next three, five years. Uh, so within, I would say in five years, you will have lots of content and you will not, uh, this will be very difficult to meet person who, who have not tried VR in, in their lives, right? Um, so yeah, this is my, uh, my vision on that. Five, ten years, uh, we will get there. Okay. Okay. Um, in one of uh, the episodes of the Like XR podcast, we talked with Ted Shilowitz, and he asked us a question that I want to address to you. So, do you think the Facebook uh, has always been a metaverse company in some fashion? Facebook connects people, right? So, and they go into... They're planning to do the same thing, just slightly differently. So um, Facebook is definitely some kind of verse, right? Universe, or metaverse, or whatever, Facebook verse. So again, uh, it's about social connection and uh, about sharing experiences. And uh, yeah, Facebook is, is planning to do the same thing, but just in slightly different way. So yeah, I would probably agree with that statement. You, you know, I consider that Google uh, is more accurate example of that. I think, Sergey, your brother should know about that. Uh, let, let, let me explain. When you wake up, yeah, you check your Gmail, yeah, then you check your calendar, Google Calendar, then you use Google Maps to look on the traffic on the road, you go to the work, you work in Google Workspace, then you go to the launch and, you know, you uh, look and tap your Android phone. Then you use Google Maps to find the place where you would like to hang up. Yeah, and in the evening you watch YouTube on some, I don't know, Nest device. 
and that's uh, some kinds of as I said, you know, web to zero metaverse of you know powered by Google when you in Google tools in Google. You know, I, I really think it's it's very important point that you mentioned. First of all, everything that you described, you, most of those things you can do with Facebook as well, uh, right? They have Facebook Watch. They have uh, like like, I don't know, 30, 50 products actually inside that uh, blue app that allows you to do all the crazy stuff. And they have uh, Facebook uh, workplace. I always confuse also workspaces, workplaces, those uh, workrooms, all that stuff. So they have basically Yammer uh, for interpreters. So they have enterprise solution. So you can work in Facebook. You can chat with your friends with Facebook. You can watch movies together. They have now uh, Facebook... Um, how they call it those live rooms uh like clubhouse experiences and so on and so forth so it just really other people they would not use for example google maps but they would use uh, maybe uh ar or they will use maps provided by apple and they can do the same things uh never never leaving that ecosystem built by apple so it really depends on what uh, type of user you are and what is really interesting here is that to see if we will have the same division in the future in terms of metaverse. Will we have some metaverse built specifically for Apple users, right? Everyone heard those rumors that the company is working on smart glasses. Uh, no one no one has ever seen them, but uh, I believe that we will get there one day. And uh, will those companies try to limit their experiences only for for their users, basically, for their consumers. So you, or they will allow you to transfer, for example, your 3D assets, like your avatars look, or your whatever uh, 3D 3D path that you have from one metaverse to another. Uh, how this transition will be happening? Uh, will those companies want actually that transition to be happening, or they will try to? Uh, completely isolate that experience so the users will never leave uh, their their ecosystem. Uh, that that would be very interesting. I heard uh, the interview of one of the Facebook or Meta executives. Uh, he said that today they are all basically in the same boat, right? And uh, today it's their common interest, shared interest, to actually just to to develop the entire thing, right? And uh, if this integration will allow them to get there faster, that probably they will not try to limit those experiences, specifically, uh, like I mentioned, by organizations or whatever. Um, but there can be lots of speculations on that topic. I don't think anyone knows uh, now how it will look like. Yeah, if we are talking about the ethical aspect, do you think, who do you think should regulate the metaverse? The creator, the owner yeah, of uh, this specific metaverse, Facebook, for instance, or the regulatory authority must be distributed somehow? And the independent, someone independent should regulate all that. It's a very tricky question. Yeah, and who should regulate it in real life? We still don't have an answers, right? So because everyone has different uh, opinions about that. But in real life, we have kind of a system that somehow works, right? So we have governments that that controls that control all those things. 
and the governments can be corrupted or some people can make mistakes and everyone like every time someone will be unhappy with the decisions and uh, but this is the tool that somehow works what will be happening in the metaverse and who should do that um i honestly i don't know right uh like in real life i don't know the the better version of uh, controlling system like uh, that uh, exists today definitely those are the topics that people discuss right now uh, because if we especially if we're going to decentralize the internet eventually right when you don't really have uh some entities who control uh, experiences and content and so on and so far, we can get in some very nasty places, right? So how you would today, for example, yeah, you, if you use Facebook, Facebook can, Facebook has your data, right? They know, for example, the age of the users and uh, they can control that you will get, your kids will get just, just appropriate content for them, right? because they have this information if you stop controlling those experiences who will do that so how you would ensure that your kid will not i don't know uh, go to some uh, facebook horizons experiences or whatever that were not designed for kids and so on and so far so it's a tricky question i don't think anyone knows the answer i i believe we will for for a while the companies will continue to do what they're doing right now so this will be kind of a mixture of uh, government uh, policies and enterprise policies which enterprises policies normally much stricter actually than governments want so just to, to to keep it safe right we'll see i don't know okay uh so let's let's touch the topic that you already uh mentioned um, now it's not possible that thousand VR users could interact in one virtual space. So how do you think uh, this can be resolved and when? When I think quite soon we will get there um, because uh, again, the gaming industry, for example, they normally push those things harder, right? And uh, you have solutions like Photon today. Those are, this is like a, a third-party service that most of uh, multiplayer games use. Uh, not most, but many, right? Um, just to, to synchronize uh, users between experiences. And I know that that company is uh, already supporting VR experiences and we, we sometimes use it for hours, uh, right? Um, so I, the number of users will be increased already. It, it's been increasing for like uh, within last years, right? And uh, this will continue to grow. So I think within maybe again three years timeline or something, we will get there to to have truly massive uh, VR social experiences like concerts or or, or games, right? Yeah, uh, you know there is an opinion that companies working in XR or metaverse industry have to forget about completely proprietary formats and accept an open source ideology. And everything should be open and everyone can, you know, look through the code and the components that are integrated and things of that. What do you think? What What's the question, sorry? Yeah, should the, all these modern technologies that will be under the hood of XR are open sourced? 
or everyone who would leverage own code, closed ecosystem like Apple and things of that. You know, when it's, it's funny, we just had yesterday this disc similar discussion with my friend from Apple uh, exactly about that. So what are like pros and cons of like open environments like Google, for example, and much more isolated uh, environment like an Apple. For those who don't uh, know about it, that in Apple, like parallel teams, they don't know what they're working on, right? And at Google, it's uh, or at, at Matter, for example, everyone knows about all the projects you have access to most of the data and so on and so far. So when you have that open environment, uh, it really allows you to leverage other people's experiences, right? And don't make similar mistakes. And uh, in my opinion, it's much more beneficial eventually for for the entire thing. Yeah, whatever thing we mean, the company or we mean the uh, metaverse as a concept, right? So, of course, if, we, if people start uh, uh, sharing their code, their, uh, their IP, basically, this will help other people to build better experiences much faster. On the other hand, uh, we need to ensure that people who uh, come up with those ideas and uh, develop those solutions, they have proper motivation to continue doing this, right? Uh, because uh, when you make your solution open source, you cannot really make money out of that after this, right? Uh, and then why would you come up with something new and crazy if you know that uh, you, you actually need to feed your family and you need to go to, to work on something else, right? Um, so, but overall, I believe uh, as it happens today, uh, that this will be kind of, we will have some kind of a balance, right? Uh, and I hope that most of the things will be open sourced. Uh, so this will allow all of us to enjoy metaverse in a much faster and in a much better way. Okay, thank you. So, uh, many people imagine the metaverse as a digital and uh, improved copy of the real world. So, mainly thanks to movies and books. Uh, but uh, will their expectations be met? I think our expectations will never be met. Uh, <laughs> really, that um, on the other hand, um, it's it's like again what we have today, everyone can choose metaverse that they like, even today, right? Some people want to play Counter-Strike or and other people want to become a knight and go and play World of Warcraft, for example. So that depends on what you imagine and what you want. People will be able to enjoy their experiences, uh, right? So those fantastic movies, I'm quite positive that People will come up with some some kind of uh, of their version of Ready Player One movie, or some people will create Matrix experiences, and um, depends on how well it goes. Maybe millions of people will be enjoying that, and uh, like they do today, right? Some people just live in Fortnite. Yeah, I have a nephew. He like spends all his time, even like not even playing Fortnite. They just communicate with the uh, with their friends there, and uh, they they discuss their homework or or whatever. Uh, it's just the way how they interact today, and everyone will choose their own version of metaverse. Okay, thank you for answer. So, uh, what companies are the mayor players in today's metaverse? Oh yeah. That one is easy, I guess, you know. 
uh, Meta, definitely, Microsoft, uh, I would say they both, they kind of split in the market right now, in my opinion, Metaverse is definitely the key player in consumer uh, experiences related to XR. Uh, Microsoft is the biggest player in the uh, enterprise XR market, even though they focused more on mixed reality experiences, uh, the whole ecosystem that they built there, the integration with the uh, today's Microsoft products, uh, which are hundreds really, uh, it makes this company the biggest player in enterprise uh, VR, AR, uh, uh market. Um, also, there are companies that I already mentioned that like uh, Fortnite, uh, it's not a company, right? It's a product. So you have Roblox, uh, you also have Minecraft. Um, even though they're not VRER experiences, they actually satisfy most of the uh, most of the features that uh, Metaverse should have, right? So you have those persistent worlds that exist, whatever uh, you are online right now or not. You have representation of yourself there that exists and you have virtual economies and, and so on and so far, right? So, yeah, I think those are the biggest players uh, today and uh, we will see if they will move towards uh, VR, AR in the future. Okay, yeah. Sergey, coming back a bit to previous answer, uh, on one of previous episodes, uh, we were asked by our guest, very you know, interesting question, if you had a chance to do one thing in extended reality, what would you do? Any idea, any crazy things? Uh, in extended reality? Yeah, I think that in my case, this will be again related to some kind of social, uh, meaningful connections with, with people, uh, with people that probably you cannot reach right now. You know, I think that this would be great to have something uh, that would allow us to integrate all those um, uh, neurobiology uh, things, um, like Neuralink, for example, that um, imagine that you have a people who, a person who, who is completely paralyzed and cannot really talk. And somehow, yeah, from through microchips in their head or whatever, you will give a chance to those people to have their digital representation in metaverse where they have full body capabilities so they're they can walk they can talk basically live their normal life uh in metaverse in xr while they actually cannot do it in real life so i believe this would be the use case if i had to choose one I would give this, I would go for that. I would just leave, uh, I would give uh, people chance to live in virtual world uh, and talk to the people they love when they cannot do it in real life. Great idea. Yeah, great answer. I, I had only one question about the most amazing XR project or conception you have ever seen. I will tell you about my project then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we were solving a task for uh, field operations where you have ton, like, I don't know, 50 huge trucks uh, that you need to position for some like uh, jobs. Uh, and normally it takes them a couple of days really just to park those 
tracks correctly and install equipment accordingly. And sometimes what was happening that if you make a tiny mistake in the planning, then imagine you spent already like a day, like 24 hours positioning those trucks. And when truck number, I don't know, uh, 36 is coming and there is no enough space to make a turn and you have to repark everything and you waste like a couple of more days to do that. So what we did, uh, we created a platform, a solution um, that integrates drones, VR and AR. So basically now we have a drone that flies around this uh, spot, mapping this in 3D just within like a couple of minutes, really. Then you get this 3D environment uh, in VR platform where people can join that collaborative experiences from multiple devices, from VR headsets, from tablets, from uh, laptops. There, they actually create 3D plan of uh, the whole simulation, basically, right? So they position the equipment in the places and they run those trucks or whatever they have there. And they see how this environment evolves in time to ensure that all the steps will be going smoothly. Uh, when they approve it, then they just press the button and this thing uh, goes to people in the field and through iPads, they're able to see augmented reality representation of this digital field with all this equipment in real world. And then when those trucks are coming, they just basically coordinate them and uh, position them in the way that the real track would overlap with the 3D representation of that track. And it was super successful and it uh, helped us actually to reduce number of errors and uh, non-productive time very, very significantly. And, you know, another thing that I really love in XR, and uh, I've been talking about this for a while already, those are Tesla suits, yeah? They, they, uh, have you tried them, guys? You know, that those are full-body VR haptic suits that allow you to feel everything that um, that is happening in VR, right? So it's kind of, again, re Ready Player One, a Matrix concept, and those are available already today. And I have a couple of them actually here in my office, so because we use them for uh for vr trainings we don't use them i would say on daily basis for vr trainings but we use them uh to prove the concept right so we have some we develop some vr trainings where you have explosions or other things and you actually with all your body you actually feel and understand what you should do in uh, in real life or what you should not yeah perfect yeah i think that that's a great point to wrap up um yeah Okay. I think, yeah, we are good. Yeah, ha really happy to, to have you as a guest. Yeah, I think a fantastic conversation. Yeah, thank you very much. Yes, uh, thank you for coming. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your answers. It was very interesting and insightful conversation. Uh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, have a great day. Yeah, bye-bye. Yeah,